0: Canto Six: Discomfiture. From Phantasmagoria and Other Poems by Lewis Carroll. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. This has been read by Rosslyn Carlyle. As one who strives a hill to climb, who never climbed before, who finds it in a little time grow every moment less sublime, and votes the thing a bore, yet having once begun to try dares not desert his quest but climbing ever keeps his eye on one small hut against the sky wherein he hopes to rest who climbs till nerve and force are spent with many a puff and pant who still as rises the ascent in language grows more violent although in breath more scant who climbing gains at length the place that crowns the upward track and entering with unsteady pace receives a buffet in the face that lands him on his back and feels himself like one in sleep glide swiftly down again a helpless weight from steep to steep till with a headlong giddy sweep he drops upon the plain so i that had resolved to bring conviction to a ghost, and found it quite a different thing from any human arguing, yet dared not quit my post. But, keeping still the end in view to which I hoped to come, I strove to prove the matter true by putting everything I knew into an axiom. Commencing every single phrase with therefore or because, I blindly reeled a hundred ways about the syllogistic maze unconscious where i was quoth he that's regular club-trap don't bluster any more now do be cool and take a nap such a ridiculous old chap was never seen afore you're like a man i used to meet who got one day so furious in arguing the simple heat Scorched both his slippers off his feet i said that's very curious well it is curious i agree and sounds perhaps like fibs but still it's true as true can be as sure as your name's tibbs said he i said my name's not tibbs not tibbs he cried his tone became a shade or two less hearty. Why, no, said I. My proper name is Tibbets. Tabats? Aye, the same. Why, then, you're no the party. With that he struck the board a blow that shivered half the glasses. Why couldn't you have told me so three-quarters of an hour ago, you prince, of- ah the asses to walk four our miles through mud and rain to spend the night in smoking and then to find that it's in vain and i've to-day it ah again it's really too provoking don't talk he cried as i began to mutter some excuse who can have patience with a man that's got no more discretion than an idiotic goose "'To keep me waiting here instead of telling me at once "'that this was no the hoose,' he said. That, "'That'll that do. Be off to bed. "'Don't gape like that, you don'ts.' "'It's very fine to throw the blame on me in such a fashion. "'Why didn't you inquire my name the very minute that you came?' "'I answered in a passion. "'Of course it worries you a bit to come so far on foot, "'but how was I to blame for it?' "'Well, well,' said he, I must admit that isn't a badly put, and certainly you've gained me the best o' wine and victual. Excuse my violence," said he. "But accidents like this, you see, they put one out a little. 'Twas my fault after all. I find. Shake hands, old turnip top. The name was hardly to my mind, but as no doubt he meant it kind, I let the matter drop. Good night old turnip-top good-night when i am gone perhaps they'll send you some inferior sprite who'll keep you in a constant fright and spoil your soonest naps tell him you'll stand no sort o of trick then if he leers and chuckles you just be handy wi a stick mind that it's pretty hard and thick and wrap him on the knuckles then carelessly remark old coon perhaps you're no aware that if you don't behave you'll soon be chuckling to another tune, and so you best take care. That's the right way to cure a sprite. Oh, such like goings on! But gracious me, it's getting light. Good night, old turnip top. Good night. A nod, and he was gone. End of canto six.